On Shabbos, we read Parshish Kolem. The first of the Arba Parshios, the four special Parshios Chazal instituted to read in preparation for Purim and Pesach. The mitzvah of Shkolem is where every year is required to bring a half shekel every year to the Beis HaMikdash. These Shkolem were then collected and used for the Karbonis. This was to ensure that every person has an equal part in the daily carbon. Additionally, when they wanted to count the Jewish people, they did it by counting all the half-shekel coins. But there's an interesting stipulation to the mitzvah. The Torah insists on uniformity. The Pasuk says, The wealthy should not give more, and the poor should not give less than a half-shekel. And the question is, if someone has the means and wants to give more, why can't they give more? So I so saw a beautiful homiletical interpretation on this Pasuk. By not allowing the rich man to give more, it teaches him a vital lesson. Asher lo yarba. Don't think that you are more. Just because you have wealth and power, don't think that you are more significant than any other person in Klal Yisrael. You count as one, and every other person counts as one as well. Everyone is equal. And on the other hand, v'adal lo yamet. The poor man should not feel diminished. Don't feel inferior. Don't think I don't matter. I don't have a voice in the community. Nobody listens to what I have to say. Nobody values my opinion. As it pertains to the Beis HaMikdash, when it comes to Torah, to Ruchnius, where it really matters, your bank account does not play a role. Everyone is equal in the eyes of Hashem. Every Yid has their Shoyrish Neshama embedded in the Torah. If one Yid, even one Jewish soul, would have been missing by Matan Torah, the Torah would not have been given. The Pasuk says, referring to Matan Torah, Not only with you am I making the covenant, and also with those who are not here with us today. Says the Medrash, we infer from here, every neshama of Kal Yisrael, even if their bodies had not yet been created, their soul was present by Matan Torah. At Har Sinai, everyone was equal. The Pasuk said that right before Matan Torah, Hashem warned Moshe Rabbeinu to tell Klal Yisrael, Hishamru lechem Elois Bahar. Be careful not to ascend the mountain. And perhaps he was hinting to Klal Yisrael that no one individual should feel more entitled, more empowered than any other member in Klal Yisrael. Every Yid has an equal portion in the Torah. The Gemara says in Sechtish Kolim, Hatoyrish and Nasan Loy Kadish Barchul Moshe. The Torah that Hashem gave to Moshe was Eshechayra al Gaba Eshlevena. Black fire superimposed onto white fire. What does that mean? So the Zoyer explains that the acronym of Israel is Yesh Shishim Ruba Oisius the Torah. Just like there are 600,000 Neshamas in Kla Israel, there are 600,000 letters in the Torah. And every Yid is connected to their unique letter in the Torah. However, if we count up all the letters in the Torah, we only find about 300,000 letters, half that amount. So what does it mean that there are 600,000 letters in the Torah? So one saw a very powerful idea. There's a deeper message of Eish Chayra Agaba Eish Levena. If you look in the Sefer Torah, you'll see black letters written on white parchment. If you count up all the letters and all the spaces around the letters, then there's a total of 600,000. And that reflects all the souls of Klal Yisrael. And what's the deeper message here? It's referring to two types of souls found in Klal Yisrael. 
Some people are unfortunately enveloped in a black, dark fire. They have plunged into deep despair and hopelessness. While some are surrounded in white light, happy, warm, tranquil, and content. The Torah of 600,000 and Klal Yisrael of 600,000 is only complete when the white fire can uplift and illuminate the black fire, the dark souls among us. And that's the ultimate symbol of Ahavas Yisrael. Sometimes all it takes to lift someone out of their despair and give them hope is a good word, a nice greeting, or even just a warm smile. I'd like to share with you an amazing story. The Golden Gate Bridge is a majestic attraction, an iconic landmark in San Francisco. It's also the world's leading suicide location. On average, every two weeks, someone jumps to their death. Almost everyone living in the Bay Area knows somebody who jumped. Dr. Jerome Mato, a psychologist who worked with suicidal patients after World War II, had the unenviable task of researching the pattern and history of suicide patients and notifying their next of kin. He once recounted this incredible story of one patient who jumped to his death from the Golden Gate Bridge. He said, I went to this guy's apartment with the assistant medical examiner. The guy was in his 30s, lived alone, pretty beer apartment. We were looking around for clues. Then we came across a note he'd written that shook us to the core. He left it on his kitchen table. He wrote, I'm going to walk to the bridge now. If on the way to the bridge, one person says hello to me, or even as much as smiles at me, I will not jump. Dr. Maro said, it's a half hour walk from his home to the bridge. And apparently, nobody as much as glanced in his direction. Just like if one letter is missing in the Sefer Torah, the Sefer Torah is puzzle. Likewise, if one Jew is struggling, there's a lack. There's a gaping hole in Klal Israel. We never know what impact one kind word or one caring smile can have on another person. It might even save a life. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.